Righto, you legends, before we rip into another episode of the Deadass Podcast, I'd firstly like to thank our major sponsor, Country Tracker Caps, for the continued support of the podcast. You will find their merchandise at thecountrycompanies.com or if you'd like to design your own cap, head to countrytruckercaps.com. Knuckles has fired up a discount code for the pallbearers. Type in Deadass at the checkout to receive your discount. That is D-E-A-D-A-S-S. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Welcome to the Dead Ass Podcast. Well, welcome back. Everyone to another episode of the Dead Ass Podcast. I'm your host, Brizey, and today we have got a special guest on with us, Mr. Dane Ladbrook. How are you, sir? Oh, not too bad for a what is day? Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday to me is the shittest day of the week. And it's because it's right after Monday, which was a shithole. You know that Tuesday's right in the middle of nothing. No, yeah. you got nothing to look forward to. <laughs> and Wednesday's hump day, that only means there's more shit to come. So, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. so mate, uh, thanks for, for taking the trip to come over and see us, mate. Um, I know you're a very busy man, um, and especially this time of the year as well. I mean, uh, it is the busy time of year, obviously, with Christmas coming up and all that and whatnot. But um, 
I am just I'm honored that you came here, mate. There's some stories I'd love to hear about your life. Obviously, there's been uh, with with this the way that we do the podcast. You've probably heard from previous episodes, but we like to capture people's eulogies, we'll capture people's stories. Okay, um, give an opportunity for for the person to share their own stories, to share their own eulogies. Doesn't mean that um, uh, that we're wishing the worst case scenario upon anyone. It just gives the opportunity for people to record and sh- and store those stories. I mean, there's a lot of stories that I've heard over the years that I've heard from third parties or third persons and not from the actual person who lived it. So that's what we want to do here today, capture yours, mate, capture some of your stories. And um, pretty much uh, like any eulogy, you would start off from where you would, you know, where you grew up and bits and pieces you did as a child and then grew up and where you went from there and all the bits and pieces. So, mate, where would you like to take off from? Oh, uh. I'm a rocky local. Yeah. Born and raised. Born and raised. Um, spent most of my childhood out Alton Downs, Richmond's way. Yep. Um, had a car accident out there too when I was younger. Uh, driving with my stepsister driving, and she lost control, overcorrected it. I wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Yeah. Door come open, I went flying out. Oh shit! <laughs> so. Um, a bit uh, renowned for car accidents, but... Well, uh, did, what was... Uh, did you gain much injury from that car accident? Um, not really. I had a broken arm, uh, laceration to the head. Uh, both my legs were in casts for oh, a wow. week or two. Yeah. Um, no real severe injuries, just a bit of a knock around, all that. Um in a way, it was good I wasn't wearing a seatbelt because the headboard of the actual ute had snapped and pierced through the back of the cab. Holy shit. So I actually went through the seat. So, so it was like a bit of a blessing in the sense. Yeah. Jeez, they, that's it. That's crazy. So what was the recovery time like for that? Just um, I was only in hospital for a week. Were you? Yeah, I was only – it was the end of me grade six, near the end of grade six because uh, the following year I ended up going to school out at Ridgelands. Um, but, yeah – I was in there a week, just legs are in cast for a month or so or whatever. Yeah. And after that, they took it off and I was good to go. Was, um, and so what did you go from there, mate? <laughs> <laughs> well, I ended up just going, like I did with me last accident, I just kind of got on with things. Got on with everything? Yeah. yeah. Um, ended up going to school at Ridgelands and all that and, yeah, just... Just went from there. Yeah, pretty How, much. What did you do? So you, where did you go to high school and everything? Like? Was that uh, a, South Rocky High. South Rocky High? Yep. And then when you left high school, what did you do for, like, what was your first sort of jobs and stuff growing up? What did you do? Uh, I was a TA for a wheel alignment bloke. Yeah, sure. Um, a few people around Rocky didn't know him because he's a bit of a hard ass to work for and all that. Yeah, okay. So I've done that did for he in, Did he instill inst- inst- some hard work ethic on you or what? Oh, I treat you absolute garbage. Mm. Like, I know there's a whole piss taker, you know, the TA or the apprentice, but he was next level. Yeah, he was on yeah. another level. Eh? Yeah, okay. So so it wasn't. It was more like just, just abuse. <laughs> pretty yeah, much. That, that's pretty much yeah. it. Like freaking, I remember pulling a sickie one day and he was on my front door bashing for about 15 minutes. I didn't go out. Yeah, yeah, Acted cool. like no one was home, but <laughs> he was repetitive. Jesus Christ. That's and a left bit a, repetitive, all right? Yeah, and left a couple beautiful voicemails on my uh, phone. and I could imagine. So after that, I ended up throwing it in. I'm like, nah, you yeah. know, I can take shit, but that's that's, that's next level. Yeah, that's that's not healthy for anyone, mate. Nah. What did, um, when did you, 
So when you had your accident, your main one, this is the this is partly why we got you on here because yeah. this is the main story in itself. Yeah. But where we what was what was what were you doing leading up to that? Where were you working and all that sort of stuff? So uh, paint the picture for us. What was the um, leading up to the accident? I'd been driving that road for over ten years. I'd worked down the salt refineries for I think I'd end up doing twelve to thirteen years all up down there. So it was south, was it? Yeah, yeah. Um just down Port Alma. Yeah, okay, sure. So uh I usually drove, but I had a big weekend on the turp, so I wasn't feeling the most freshest, and so I got the other bloke to drive, but turns out he had a bit bigger weekend than me. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and all I can recall, like, that day I can re- pretty much remember everything. Are you just finished work, or were you yeah. the other way? Okay. Yeah, we had just finished work, done day shift, um, and then, yeah, the crash was literally five... Five to ten kilometres down the road. From work? Yeah. Well, I come, and you're coming, heading home. Yeah, because there's, um, as some people know, on the port road, there's the S-Bend. Yep. So you slow down for that, and then when you get back up to speed, you usually clock your uh, speedo. Yeah. Uh, so whatever, cruise control on. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I'd, I'd already pl- gone to sleep by then. So you were asleep at that yeah. time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was yeah, a bit wounded, so yeah, I, yeah. I went straight to sleep. And um, Do you... When the accident happened, or I guess, what what happened? Do you know what happened? Driver fell asleep. Yep. Because going back to where I said, you know, put cruise control on. Yes. That's what he'd done. He put cruise control on and just obviously you're not thinking of anything and he just nodded off asleep. Okay. Uh, veered off the road and hit a power pole. Um, pretty much the power pole hit the front passenger headlight. Okay, radio. So, and you were in the front passenger. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. front passenger. Um. Took me leg at scene, ripped it straight off. Do you? Did you? When you when they when they hit the pole, were you fast asleep? Yeah, yeah, I, I was out to it. Um, my uncle, he was actually my boss. He uh, had gone down to pick my cousin up from school, and he got the phone call that there had been a car accident. So he'd come, and I don't know if I'm just remembering what he's telling me or if I actually remember, but I do remember. Him talking to me on there and just, just you know, so you've calming ac- down. The accidents happened. When was your? Can you remember your sort of first scene or like your first visual? Well, also because you, like you said, I'm I'm guessing the, the the impact of the accident would have been enough to knock you out. Yeah, you're already out. Yeah, and then it knocked you out. Is that? And yeah, then, well, what or, they what they say is for how traumatic it was, your brain does try to. You know, not let you remember it. Yeah, okay. Just, um, so that's where I was going, like, you know, I don't know if I'm remembering what actually happened or if I'm remembering what well, someone's told me. told you, yeah. So, that you makes know, sense. as much as someone's told me, I feel that I remember it, but I'm you, not too sure if not I actually sure. do. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's fair enough, mate. Do you, what was your, so were you aware that your leg had been taken away from, that had been severed? No. I do, and this is going back to, I don't know if someone's yep. told me, but I do remember laying there on my back. I, I'm not sure, but it's just a memory that always comes back to me. Yeah. Um, I wasn't aware of the... Uh, Extents. Am- yeah, the amputations or anything, because mm-hmm. um, I was in induced coma for three months. Three months. Yep. Wow. Um, and I do... Again, this is what me yeah, yeah, wife Tanila has told me. But yeah. I used to say, "Put my leg back in the bed. Put my leg back in the bed." And really? She, and she she wow. didn't know how to bring it up to me, saying, "Oh, look, 
you don't have a leg, yeah. but obviously it just you. It's what your your brain was yeah. trying to yeah compensate yeah. what's going on and. But yeah, um, I don't really remember too much else from that. I because a lot of at the early stages of after getting out of. Um, I'm surprised you remember anything at all, mate. To be honest no. with you, I'm just no, I'm like, and I'm not, not, I'm not knocking. I'm just saying, yeah. like, being such a severe accident, yeah, to even remember anything is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty surreal the way the brain works. Like, because I yeah. suffered a severe brain injury too. That uh, okay, yeah, seep out it cut off the blood and oxygen supply to the brain and starved it for quite a while. So Shit. they they did warn all my family, like, oh look, you know, he might. Wake up a vegetable type of thing. Like wow. Is that because you were still slumped in the seatbelt or is it yeah. because of from what they were saying or describing? Yeah, because um, I can't even really – again, this is going from yeah. what people have told me. But, um, yeah, I'm not too sure how long the seatbelt had cut the s- blood and oxygen supply yeah, sure. to the brain. Or uh, I'm sorry if it's a bit confronting to you too. Oh, no, no. no. But yeah, I, I'm not too – I don't I, want to – I yeah. can talk about any part of it. Freaking yeah. I can – Tell you about the time they got me out of my bed and I left a skitty in it. Like, <laughs> and you feel like a grub because you know the nurse hasn't wiped your ass enough, but you're like, fuck, you know, and sound like a creep going, oh, can you, can you do a little bit more? Can you go a little bit deeper? <laughs> <laughs> and then you get out of the bed and you're like, oh, fuck, try and pull the blanket. And the nurse's like, oh, it's okay, I'll clean that. And you're like, yeah, that's still degrading. Like, <laughs> yeah. fucking, I'm oh, freaking 25 years old and shit in the bed. Oh, shit, that's funny. Oh, mate. Um, did you. So three months was it an induced coma? Yeah, yeah, they, and it was because of the the extent of your injuries and yeah, and, and, the, and, the, and the, the brain and the injury. brain injury. Because um, I've got a big cut up the back of my head. I noticed where they, that where they've actually removed the rear of my skull to depressurize the brain to help wow. it heal. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so that's another part where they warn my family, like, look, he, he might not wake up the same person he yeah. was. Yeah, wow. So yeah, it is pretty crazy. What's your What's your first What's your first memories when you? What's your first memories? I guess post post accident in the hospital. Did they transfer you down south? Yeah, yeah. I got um, airlifted from the crash site to the base. Yep. Um, it was actually, I was actually very lucky. There was actually a surgeon up here that specialised in something to do with um, arteries and all that yeah. type of stuff. And I had uh, internal bleed somewhere, and they're trying to find it, and like they cut all up my gut open to see if it was up in there and they couldn't find it. And then apparently he just went, oh, checked one more spot and it was up in my groin somewhere that uh, um, artery had been seathered a bit. So he's like, all right, yes, I went in there, nicked it out. I actually drained Rocky of my blood type. Really? Yeah, that's part of the reason why they said he needs to go to Brisbane now because... You ran out of blood? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, so that's obviously a fair bit I've had that's to use. That's a lot. Yeah. Holy smoke, mate! That's crazy. Uh, so they they airlifted you to Brisbane. Yep. Were you in induced coma the whole time in Rocky as well? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then they just chucked you on the yeah. I guess the Royal Flying Doctors plane. Yes. Um. Because yeah, I got the RACQ rescue helicopter to fly me from the scene to yep. the base, and then yeah, Royal Flying Doctors flew me down. Um. They also told all my family come in there and warned them like, yeah. oh, you know, this might be the last time you see him type of stuff and far out. So it's all. Pretty confronting to everyone. And were you with your wife at the time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How was she going with it all? She's she's a lot better now that yeah. you know life's kind of hadn't really settled down too much for us. But um, yeah, she she was pretty friggin' strong okay. for like she was only twenty one. Wow, twenty one when I had and, the accident. And how long ago is that now that you had the accident? 
uh, what are we, 2023, so eight years. Eight years yeah, ago. Yeah, August okay. 10, 2015. August 10, 2015, yeah. wow. It's been eight years, eh? I, man, I, I could imagine that journey of eight years would be crazy. Um, you were, so you got transferred down to Brisbane. Um, family, they, they could go down as well. Yeah. And that's where you spend the remainder of your recovery? Yep. I was yep. jumping between the Princess Alexander Hospital and the Royal. Why were they so doing that? I was at the Princess Alexander for the brain injury. Ah, uh, okay. And then once I recovered to a good enough stage, they transferred me to the Royal for all my other rehab yep. type stuff. So you'd already, you'd, you'd, you'd already severed the leg? Yep. And was it from the sort of the hip down or was it was right it up, right up mi- there? Mid quarter mid, thigh. Quarter thigh. Yep. Had so at that time had you lost your arm too? No, I had my arm for about six six or seven months after. But oh, okay. the arm actually had hyperextended and tore the nerves on the spine, so I could never actually regain movement. Ah, uh, okay. So it was actually the, yeah. the the arm was limp. Yeah, it it was it was munter. They also took me whole lat dorsi muscle off me back. I, know, I noticed you had a bit of a skin yeah, uh, yeah. scar there too. Is that what they did there? Yeah, okay. the, yeah, they sliced straight up the back just to try to rebuild it and yep. get it to move again. But because it tore the nerves on the spine, it was it was bugging. It was never and it was all mangled up and had plates and everything. And then I was having infections all the bloody time and they ended up coming and saying to me, look, you either live with infections for the rest of your life or get it cut off. And was that was that an easy decision? Oh yeah, for you, I, I said yeah. to them then, and they cut it off, and they're like, "Oh no, we need to get, you know, papers and you know, someone talk to you and all that shit." And I'm like, "Yeah, right, let's get get the ball rolling," because I was crook all the time. Were you really? Oh, I, I, I was a mess the whole time, just just because infections. Because like, with well, no, we'll talk about it a bit later. But yeah. I got my leg operation. I get random infections here and there, and it. It knocks you for 10. It's Infections are one of those ones because it creeps up on you because you don't notice it yeah. until it's too late. Like you've <laughs> yeah. already got it. And, and it's hit you hard. It's hit you hard. Yeah, yeah. You're like, it's not until you go, oh, shit, there's something wrong with me. And yeah. then that's already, it's already taken over. Yeah. So that's they're brutal. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so you woke up from your, your coma. Sorry, I keep, I'm going back here, oh, back and forth. Do what you need to do. You wake up from your coma. Um, did they, did you, did they bring you out of it? Yeah, they, they brought me, I'm fairly certain they brought me out of it once and I didn't handle it well. Yeah, okay. So they ended up putting me back under. Mm-hmm. And then I do recall when they are bringing me out, I could remember hearing Tania's voice and her talking to me and going back to where I was saying, you know, put my leg back in the bed and all that type of stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a bit of a surreal feeling because it's like coming out of, um, oh, what's that shit they put, local anesthetic. Which yeah, is, yeah. I guess it's similar, but it's like you know, coming out, constantly coming out of us. Yeah, you're like you're trying trying to wake up, but you're still buggered. But yeah. you can hear people talking and all that yeah. type of stuff, and yeah. you and you just want to go back to sleep, but <laughs> it's wearing off, so you can't. Yeah, but yeah, no, and then I do do recall all that, but pretty much I don't know for a period there, I I can't really remember too yeah. much. I guess not yeah. much was going on really. Too when you when you did wake, this is the one that I I find really interesting. And it's just my own personal intrigue. When you woke up, did you know it'd been like three, four months? Like three no, months? No. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, no, that's it. I still like, wake like, up tired. So yeah, yeah you're like, sleep. yeah, you're like, <laughs> oh man, well, that was a long, you know, a bit of a sleep. You're like, shit, you yeah. get away. You've been, you've been in a coma for three months. Yeah, no, they, they do, you know, tell you, hey, look, it's 
you know, it's been a bit and yeah, okay. all they that type of stuff they, they do. They, and when you wake up, you know, they they got all the dates and all that stuff on the board so you can kind of see. I guess you don't know if people are stitching you up. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I just always wondered that. You're the first person that's been in a coma for so fucking long. That's crazy that, you know, that the, we've been in a bit of a spin out going, shit, I've been under that long. Yeah. I guess with everything else I kind of had going on too, it wasn't really a main focus point. Oh, for me. of course. Oh, yeah, don't get yeah. me wrong, mate. Yeah, that yeah, makes like, perfect sense. Like, you know, I, I, I do you get, got, you're suffering from internal yeah, damage, brain and, injury, and, leg amputation, arm amputation. The last all, thing you're worried about yeah, is. Also, you know, it's a coming to of. Like, it, it took me a bit to kind of click on that, oh, this is forever type of thing. Like, Oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because, you know, as much as they sit, well, you lay there and they're telling you, oh, you know, all this and what's going on and you're like, oh, shit, right, yeah, but it's not until you actually sit there kind of by yourself and you, like, look and you go, fuck, like, <laughs> what do I do now? Yeah, of course, yeah. Did you – so when you came – when you came back to – you've had – you'd had your brain surgery or, you know, like the – Yeah. Uh, the treatment for that, the leg, um, and then the arm was still later on to come. But was there, like – I'm guessing there would have been some extensive uh, rehabilitation, mate. Um, you know, to get back to where you know to get back to uh, any sort of mobility, and then also too, like, did you have any sort of internal, like, within the within your body itself, like any it's damaged anything internally here? You said that you'd had your head and your arm and your leg. Did you copper anything in the? Uh, I had. A fair few ribs broken. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, because it'd be a lot, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me wife, Tanil, she, she knows more about me injuries yeah, than yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> and look, to be honest with you, I don't blame you. Like, I wouldn't even yeah. want to, I wouldn't but, probably want to go back and re- re- reflect on them anyway. Like, a, But yeah, no, I had uh, severe, uh, several, I mean, uh, broken ribs and all that. Um, I had a little bit of vertebrae damage and all that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I had I'm, something with the hips, but. I can't really. Yeah, that's fair yeah. enough, mate. What? So you, um, what did you do when you did come back through? What was the next stage? What What happened after that? Like, okay, this is what we're gonna do now. Yeah, it's pretty much when you come back. You know, you get all the physios, dietitians, yeah. all that type of stuff come and see you in your room and go, oh, you know, this is what we're gonna do, and they start getting you in there and, um, you know, you go out and do a bit of occupational therapy and all yeah. that type of stuff, and they. They want you to get your brain going again as fast as possible, yeah. but that so that they, stuff annoyed me. Yeah, so I, I, didn't, did I didn't like doing it. But was it did they get like frustrating? Not not really. It was more more that they're telling you how you know how you should do it, but they're not in the situation you're yeah, in. Which sure. I, I know you know that's not their fault. Yeah. But you know I found that hard about a lot of physios around Rocky too, as they go. Oh, I can stand on a leg and do things one hand, one leg. So you can do it. And it's like, <laughs> no, you still got all the limbs. You still, my balance is, you know. Your, your balance will be all over the shop. Yeah. yeah. And, you know. Well, it'd be one-sided. That, that, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, you know, and then they go, oh, I just walked down the stairs without holding on to the handrail. I'm like, well, I'm not ready for that yet. Oh, no. I, mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Even with with my other appendages, <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Far out. Yeah, which you know, it's not their fault. They're they're yes. trying to help me. I get and that, trying to but encourage you. I feel that my safety wasn't really a priority in some of this stuff. So yeah, sure. It's, it's yeah. 
Ah, uh, that's fair enough, mate. What was the? How long was the rehabilitation for? That would have been quite in a long time. Yeah, it's, and is it is it a constant thing? Yeah, I'm I'm slack with it. Yeah. I, I've got to the walking stage, and that's where I feel like I'm good enough. But I yeah. know I need to go keep going back and get better. Yeah, sure. Which I've just got myself to a point where, yep, I can walk. I can do most of the things, but I know I need to go and work on some more things. Yeah. But now taking on the business and all that type of stuff, you know, you don't really have the free time you used to to be able to go and do that type of stuff. But um, but yet rehab and all that type of stuff, it's it's going to be one of them things for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, did you find did you find that with the um with the rehab rehabilitation, did you find that you're having more success, sort of like? doing your own tasks at home and everyday stuff like you sort of started working out different ways to do things to sort of compensate for the way that you are set up with your with your you know being more one-sided i guess yeah. do you know what i'm trying to yeah, say yeah, like yeah. yeah you know adapt to the adapt to what, like, the way yeah, that, that you, you couldn't set do up it the way you used to do it and now yeah. you got to do it differently yep um i had to learn to adapt and overcome a lot of things yeah. um I guess I learned a lot of things at rehab and I learned also a lot of different things because there's only certain amount of things they can teach you in rehab. Yeah, of course. And then you go out in the real world and, you know, as easy as they made it look in there, it's completely different out in the real world. But um, that's their job, like, to get you... Of course, as good out as, of the bed. Yeah, as good as you can be. And, you know, there are a lot of people that are owed a lot from me just for helping me get up and get out because I remember I had one... One physio, he, I'd get slack and go, oh, no, not today. Like, today. And I was like, oh. It made me get up and go just yeah. down and thing and get me out. And cool. Always make me do stuff because I, I just get slack. And I, yeah, oh, of course. I don't feel like that today. And like, no. No, you don't. He, he, he wouldn't take it. Like, if the n- doctors or nurses have told me that you should have time off, okay. But if they haven't, you, you'll come You're down to physio, yeah. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, there, there was a lot of good physios. Down in Brisbane. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And, um, geez, mate, like, what did you, what was the hardest task? Was it learning to walk again? Um, oh, yeah, no. Um, my hardest thing that I still have to deal with on the daily is surfaces. Ah, uh, yeah. They're dangerous. Like the Bavarian, Yes, I won't walk in there. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. all it takes is someone grabbing a drink from the bar and walking out and a couple of drops get on the ground. That polished concrete is dangerous. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So, just I, I look simple like thing, a, like yeah. surfaces, yeah. I end up looking like a hockey player with my freaking crutch because <laughs> I'm half crippled over and I, I'll walk around the long way because, yeah, it's, it's dangerous, polished concrete. Yeah. Um, uneven surfaces all that type of stuff and just, you know, it's, you have to step over something and then if the surface is off balance and you got to step over something, it's just like, oh, shit. Yeah. I, it's, it's funny how, like, the most mundane tasks or the most simplest things people just take for granted yeah. until you put into a situation where it can be dire straits for you. Well, that's it. That's like um, when I first got out of hospital, we'd go, went to a friend's place and he had a... A big step at the front of his house before getting into it and I was in a wheelchair and I was like fuck and they all come out and pick their wheelchair up with me in and put me in and yeah. all that type of stuff but that's the hardest thing still to this day in a way is if you're going somewhere you've got to really find out if there's multiple steps or yep. I can walk steps and all that type of stuff but it's more back when I was in the wheelchair 
Like we couldn't go and do stuff. Like yeah. we were very outdoor people before the accident. Like we were right into the winch truck racing and all oh, that. Oh, cool. So we'd go out to Sierney Park and all that type yeah. of stuff, which it's not really possible. It's possible now with me on the leg, but again, it goes back to the surfaces, you know, grass wrap around my leg and yeah. pull it from underneath me and of all course. that type of stuff. And that, that side sucks a bit because I really do enjoy that stuff. Yep. But I also know that. If I don't feel safe, uh, and I don't want to go ass up in the middle, middle of friggin' forty people. And oh, mate, no one does in normal, <laughs> you know, and that, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I understand that. That's yeah. fair enough. Yeah, bloody oath. Did you? Um, what, what was like? What was the f- first thing? Like first task you like appreciated the most? Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. Or um, did you have something where you're just like, oh man, it's fucking heaven? Or you know what I mean? Honestly, yeah. Going to the toilet by myself. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, mate. Not, yeah. not having to have a nurse yep. wipe your ass yep. or give you a pee bottle and all that yep. type of stuff. Like, And I think it was probably about six months, six, seven months in, I started transferring myself into a wheelchair and going to the toilet yeah. and all that type of stuff because nurses have a very hard job. They, they do. They have a lot on every shift and – I'm the type of person I leave things to the last minute. So if I need to piss. You really need to go. I need to go. And then next thing you know, they're off doing another client. And next thing you're like busting and you know they're going to flick the emergency alarm because you're like, oh, I'm busting here. Yeah. And that's where I was like, well, you know, if I get myself in the wheelchair, take myself to the toilet, that's one less thing I have to rely on them for. Yes. And they they were very happy and cheerful about, oh, you know, that's good and because I was like, you know, nothing more degrading than sun wiping your ass. Oh, of course. Look, especially if you're, you're, you're a person who has a lot of self-pride. Yeah. You know, you take pride in the things that you do. And obviously, you know, that's a very um, it's a very personal thing that you have to do. Yeah. Or anyone has to do. Um, and, and, you know, credit to the nursing staff too. Because, you know, they would know that. And they yeah. would be trying to be as hospitable as, you know, like as, you know, Comforting as possible, yeah. you know, without making it too, yes, you know, in your face about it and all that sort of stuff. You know, that's it. And the thing is, you got to leave your pride and all that at the door when dealing with them because same thing, you know, they they see you naked and all that type of, of stuff, and it's yeah. it's you're like, oh, I'm a grower, not a shower. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll be the first to admit I'm the yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't judge me, but but yeah, you know, they they put you in like. They got the industrial baths that yeah. you know lifts you up and puts oh, you yeah. down and yep. all that like a freaking deep fryer in a way, <laughs> but um yeah no they and you know they give you the bath and all that type of stuff and what um when you when you did get home right so you you, you accomplished the rehabs you know to a point where they said you know you can leave yeah how long was it in total by the time you left and got, got back home. Ten months. Ten months. Was yep. it? Shit, that's a pretty quick turnaround time, man. Yeah. For someone with your extensive injuries, I would say that's a pretty quick recovery. Yeah. Not, uh, I would say I was, recovery. I would say a turnaround quick, in hospital. Turn, yeah. 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 Turnaround in hospital. Yeah. I was chomping at the bit to get out. Well, yeah. And we using it as like a motivation. Yeah, because I, I couldn't handle Tanil not being down there. I was, yeah. I was a mess all oh, the time. I, I don't blame you, mate. That's you know, a long time. Till was doing week on week off with me, so she'd come up here work for a week. Yeah. Come down to Brisbane, work for a week. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, come down to Brisbane, see me for a week, I mean. And just the day she's going out, I was, I was a mess every time. I remember I ended up, she left and I was still at Princess Alexander Hospital and they had me do a physio and I ruptured something in my groin. 
and um, they uh, got Tanil to come up and they wanted her to sign a thing to put a camera down and gut to look for internal bleeding. And she had taken a photo because me right leg had all skin grafts up it. Yeah. And because they sometimes went really ready purple and sometimes pink and that fluctuate a bit. And she had taken a photo and they're like, oh, we need to put a camera down his throat, rah, rah, rah. And she's like, no, nah, it's in his leg. And they're like, no, no, no. And she's like, no, nah, look, and showed him a photo she took the day before. And my leg had blown out. And they're like, oh, shit. So they they rushed me back to the Royal. Um, and last thing I got told was I had internal bleeding. Yeah. So I was like, oh, fuck, righto. Um, until I had to go back to work, I'll come back up here. And... um. Last thing I got told was I had internal bleeding. I got transferred back to the Royal and they left me in out, outpatients down the bottom. Oh, shit. And I was down there for frigging eight hours or whatever. And I was oh, like, fucking shit. last thing I heard is I had internal bleeding. bleeding. It, and I, I was oh, a mess. And you would have been, mate. I'd actually called Tanil and said, oh, I need you to come back. And she actually flew back down, but there was a big um, storm. Oh. So she ended up getting the plane turned around and went back to Rocky. Oh, shit. So it, it was the longest time of my life because I was just like, I'm a fucking mess here. Yeah. I don't know how to feel. Last thing I got told was I had internal bleeding and I'm getting left down here. Like, it's it's not a good thing. Oh, shit. So I ended up, she ended up coming, getting here. Uh, she actually got my cousin to come and see me because yeah. he was um down Gatton, Toowoomba Way. Yep. And um he... He come up and see me for a bit, so that helped. But yeah, it always seemed shit would go south as soon as she'd leave. Yeah, and I'd just be like, "Oh shit!" And I was doped up with all different meds and all that, and I I'd just break down crying because I was just like, "Oh shit!" You know, I, I don't blame you, dude. I yeah. don't even without the meds, I probably would've been doing the same fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, it's, it's a it was a crazy time, and then yeah, they had me in um what's called Garu, which is a rehabilitation centre off the Royal, but it's up the road. Yeah. So another thing that gave me a good aspect in a lot of things was I saw, you know, 80, 90-year-olds that can't even recognise their family. Their family's up there all the time. I remember this one couple till the day I die. I don't know what happened to him, but he was non-responsive really like yeah. you could see in his eyes he knew who she was but he couldn't control nothing and she was there every night feeding him wow and i said to tania because they had warned everyone of it's a possibility i said you know um you know if that was me cut turn the machine off like yeah. that like I'd, i i want to contribute to society not you know exist yeah. like it's a it's a crazy crazy thing and i was just like you know and for that lady to be there every night feeding him, even if I was non-responsive, I feel even though you're non-responsive, your brain still works. You just can't. Yeah. You can't do nothing. Yeah. So you're just stuck in like a confined space, really. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just said to her, look, fuck that. Like that's. Well, I mean, this, in a way, I guess it's a blessing that did yes. happen. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, it all, all worked out for the best, but yeah, yeah, just just seeing a lady and she was up there every night with the kids. Oh, look, mate, I could imagine, I could imagine the 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 thoughts that would have been going through your head, mate. And yeah. I can understand that was probably just one. Yeah, you know, I'm sure there would have been plenty of others, mate. There would have been, it would have been a 
uh, crazy roller coaster of emotions and things and trying to adjust to, you know, is this really real? Am I going to, be, how am I going to live like this for the rest of my life? You know, all these things would be growing through your head, you know, how am I going to adapt, overcome these situations, you know? Yeah. Well, with me, I'm a very, it is what it is type of yeah. person. Like as, as shit as what has happened to me has happened, I'm not as well, uh, worse off than half the other people around. Um, again, going back to being in a geriatric re- rehabilitation ward was you see a lot of people that are, you know, they might not be injured, but, you know, they they don't know their loved ones and all that type of stuff. And, and I was like, that, that's next level. But, um, yeah, like I said, you know, I'm very, it is what it is and just kind of get on with it because you can't sit there and dwell on things because that doesn't help you at all. No, yeah, right, man. That's a very really positive way to look at life you know you got dealt these you got dealt this hand you know and this is the the hand that you got to deal with yeah um and you're like yeah okay well that's what i got this is what i'm going to work with yeah that's exactly it very positive mate considering yeah and like going back on you know you can't dwell on the past because going back on like the driver he had methamphetamine in his system oh okay so I didn't find that out till a later, later date because we'd all gone to court yeah. to hear the hearing and I was out the front there saying, shaking his hand saying, you know, mate, go in, just do your time and just get on with things, you know, don't. And I was like pretty much saying, I didn't really say I forgive him, but I said, you know, just, you know, don't worry about yeah. what's going on, you know, just get out there and better your life. But then... We found out other things about him, like he had had been fighting drug habits since oh, okay. the age of twelve or something. Yeah. And it was all this that sort type of thing that came through the court. Yeah, and they yeah. mentioned about methamphetamine in his system, and I looked at my solicitor. I'm like, "Fuck, I didn't, I didn't know yeah. about this." Like, I wouldn't have been shaking his hand out the front there if I knew he was on that shit. Yeah, and it only because I had a big weekend partying and that that I was like, "Oh no, I'm not going to drive because I'm just." Yeah, I, I went and picked him up and said, "Oh, look, you're going to have to drive." If he said, "Oh, look, I've been on the pipe," I would have been like, "Right, yeah, I'll drive." Yeah, yeah, of course, definitely, yeah. But um, we, uh, one of the blokes that was actually in the car, Neil, he um, he passed away. Oh, so there um, was well, there was there was three of us in three the car, years. and Neil was in the back. Yeah, Neil was in the back. He was asleep on the back seat, which part of the reason why I was trying to get out of driving and I talked to work about I'm like oh look he keeps taking his seatbelt off and going to sleep on the back seat I'm I'm over having a word with him about it he's gonna have to step in and that had a word with him but yeah they said it just looked like he was asleep in the back seat mm. um there was meant to be a fourth person in the car but old Mally he he had Monday off oh he, okay he threw Monday so but if he was in the car he wouldn't have lived because he's, he's a he's a big boy and yeah, and he always slept behind me in the passenger seat. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he wouldn't have made it. So it was good in a way that he didn't come into work that day. But um, unfortunately, yeah, Neil Neil lost his life. No. Oh, it was sad to hear, mate. What, what, what was the outcome from the courts? What what did they hand down? Was it a, was it a, a, a jailable offence? Sorry, I, I'm not oh, too sure he, about it. Yeah. He was sentenced. Um, yeah. To me, going back on, you can't dwell on things, but it was yeah, a, yeah, a sure. kick in the guts to me was 
Yeah. He got a two-year sentence and only had to serve, I think, seven months. Okay, yeah. And then the rest of it was like a suspended. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I've done 10 months in hospital, same conditions, bed three yeah, times a day. Course. Yeah, Not shit allowed shit. out of my room. Probably like, worse too, mate, because yeah. you would have been in like solitary confinement. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. And I was like, you know, and unfortunately, you know, i got to live with this for, for the, the rest, rest of, of my life. life. But yeah. that, that part of me living with it for the rest of my life didn't bother me. I was just like, you know... The time, like seven months, I did ten months. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, where, where, where's the, you know, if they said, oh, freaking a year, I probably still wouldn't have been happy with that. But at the end of the day, it goes back on, I can't dwell on the past. You know, yeah. it is what it is. I just moved on. And he ended up coming back to the site I worked on. I know some rehabilitation, whatever they want to spin. And I just made the workplace super awkward for him. Yeah. I, I, you know, he would be driving the forklift and I'd be like, oh, watch out, he'll fucking crash into you and take yeah, your legs yeah. off. And <laughs> I, I, I'll just blunt humor yeah, to him. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and he ended up leaving. I'd say that'd probably be part of the reason, but to me, oh, well, you know. Yeah, of course. What was what was your first job back? How was um, it, What was it like, that sort of transition into, you know, you've, you've come home and, and um, you know, Rehabilitate was a part of it, like learning to to walk with the with the prosthetics and everything like that. Was that all a part of it as well? And so I was in a wheelchair for a fair while after. Okay, yeah, you know, sure. I'd I'd say four years. Yeah, okay. I, I was wheelchair bound. Yeah, okay. Um, wow. Yeah, because of how short my leg amputation is, my doctors weren't comfortable with me wearing a socket prosthetic just because. The conditions up here, you sweat a lot and there's not much of a leg to grip onto. And they're like, oh, look, you're going to have to probably wear a belt one. Okay. And me wife, she ended up finding um, Dr. Manja Del Madeiras. He does osseointegration. And we looked into it and was like, oh, right, yeah, you know, it's they drill the femur out, well, drill the bone out and put yep. a rod in there so you just have a rod in your leg at all times or arm um, or wherever they do it. And we're like, oh, righty, yo. Um, but we'll we'll uh, contact him and see what, what can happen from there. So ended up contacting him, going down to Sydney. Yep. Um, at this stage, I was still on work cover. Um, they they didn't like it too much that I was going down there to get a third party, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, so I thought they would have been open to it. No, um, apparently Work Cover New South Wales funds operation, but Work Cover New Sa- uh, Queensland doesn't. Oh, okay. Dunno is one of them invisible yeah. water type of things, but it is what it is. So I ended up going down there and um, seeing Dr. Almadiris and he said, yep, rightio. And I said, oh, look, I got a bit of heterotopic ossification, which is a bit of fake bone growth. And, um, well, fake bone. Um, yeah. And I was like, they had said to me, it's wrapped around an artery and if they nick it, I'll bleed out and die. And they're like, that artery's for your knee. You don't have a knee. He's like, all we do is we clamp it off high. If we nick it, a little bit of blood comes out, but you're good to go. Yeah. And I was like, oh, righty You know, a bit of scare tactic from there. So yeah, I, of course, yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, righty Um, And then uh, third party said, yeah, righty you know, we'll fund it because, you know, it's yeah. – it's a better lifestyle type of thing and all that. So we end up getting that all ticked and improved and end up going down to Sydney and 
we were down in Sydney for, I think we were down there about a month. And, you know, they ha- put you in a rehab centre down there yep. and at the next day they have you weight bearing. Yeah. They, they come in, they have a little seat with a scale on it with a bit of board and you push. Yep. They want you to push, I think, at least a quarter of your weight through the scale before they say, yep, right, are you good to go? Okay, yeah, sure. So, but then in that time, you're also fighting infection and all that type of stuff yep. because it's an artificial thing in your body and all that type of stuff. So, they pump you with the antibiotics, get your weight bearing and all that. Um, and then there's a bit of a shit fight with um, releasing my leg to New South Wales. Don't know why, but we ended up having to come up to Queensland for me to be fitted with my leg. Really? And yeah, yeah. Don't know really what the go with is that it like, was. Like political laws, or yeah. Like it was some red tape. Yeah, yeah. Just one of those things, and you're just like, oh, fucking right, eh? The New South Wales government commit. The dealing with government stuff in New South Wales is so fucking weird, man. Like, oh, I, no, yeah. it, it's one of those things. It doesn't need to happen, but they make it happen. Yeah, that's right. And it's really like, you know, what what's the point of it? The amount of friggin', you know, shit that happens from it. It just makes you really wonder, like, was it really fucking worth it? Like, yeah. it doesn't, doesn't really make sense, but it, it it's just one of those things. Um, but, yeah, ended up getting all that done, coming up here, learning to walk and all that. Um, unfortunately, the rehab, well, the physios and up here don't really know what to do with someone in my situation. Like, they haven't, and not, that, that's nothing against them. It's just, yeah. you, you know. It's you, unique. That's exactly it. And like you go to them and they go, oh, let's try this. And you're like, oh, going back to earlier mm. about, you know. And I'm like, no, I don't really feel com- comfortable doing that just yet. Yeah. And they're also going, oh, shit, what do we do? But, you know, the physios in Sydney said, oh, look, this is a program thing you can go by. And I remember going to one physio and going, oh, this is what they said I should do. And they're like, oh, we can change it up. And I was like. Righto. Um, <laughs> that, that, they're, they're the friggin' specialists in it. I think yeah. you should be listening to them, but I'm all open to other things too. So of if course. they thought, oh, this would be better, I'd be like, yeah, too easy. But just the way they're like, oh, no, no we, we can do something a bit better. And I was like, oh, righty. Oh, well, these people deal with physios on a daily <laughs> yeah. basis and you're sitting yeah. there going, oh, I can do better. Yeah. But, yeah, like I was going back to about, you know, someone in my situation isn't an everyday occurrence for them, so they're not too sure on how to do and they're probably things. they're probably tiptoeing around things aren't they they're not, yeah yeah, yeah. They're, they're not too sure how to approach it or yeah. go ahead about doing it and i'm and i'm okay with that like I'm, i know but i'd like them sometimes to put a bit more thought into what they're trying to get you to do Makes perfect like, sense, yeah. because you're like oh that mm. that's just a bit odd like yeah but um other thing, like I'll contact physios in Sydney and they'll go, oh, no, just do this. This is this will be, you know, a good mm. good stepping stone for you to start doing and all that type of stuff. And I was like, oh, righty. So I ended up just doing physio from home. Did you? Yeah. Via, just, like your own thing or through Zoom uh, no, or something? Um, or? Oh, I had a couple of Zoom appointments and all that yeah. type of stuff, but they would just email me a thing and um, there was a – app on your phone and you know you just click into it and it shows you all different things and they say oh look that tells you exactly how to do what you need to do so just yeah. do that and they're like look we'll revise in a month's time and change it up every now and then 
So I ended up doing that a lot because doing it from home worked out a lot better for me because I'm a shit person at time. You'll be both. Yeah, you're like, you're like, oh, yeah, 15 minutes to get there. That's easy. And then you get that 10 pass and they're like, oh, look, you know, you're a bit late. You're like, oh, shit, right, eh? That, that's me all the frigging time. Like, oh, yeah, I've got to be there by this time. And me barber knows too because sometimes like, oh, yeah, I only live 10 minutes away. I'll leave at 5-2. <laughs> get five oh, shit. It's my van. Yeah. Were you um so you were on the work cover the whole time up up until that. So even when you were yep. in the wheelchair you still weren't working, you were yeah, under the um, work cover? I I was going back to work. It was more for the mental side of oh, it. Oh yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Cuz I'd spent so much time down there and What what was your first what was your first sort of job back coming um, back? Um what, what did you do? Uh, HACCP coordinator. Yeah, okay. So just hazard analysis and critical oh, control yeah. points and all yeah. that type of stuff. So I just go around doing that stuff. Um, yeah, just uh, like I said, it was more for the mental side at the start. Like Makes for the sense. probably first six sense. months, I probably didn't work at all. Yep. I just went down there. Yep. Like me, I could come pick up, pick me up from home. Yep. Run me down there and then just to I'd, be there. Yeah, and then if I'd get a bit tired, I'd go. Oh look, I, I want to go home. Go. Nah, too easy. Shit, that was nice the uncle to do that too. Yeah, yeah, well, um, he he was one of my bosses and, yeah, the work, the company was great. They modified the workplace for me. Did and they really? Yeah, wow. that, they That's they awesome. did go above and beyond and, you know, very appreciative of that. Um, and they they gave me uh, jobs and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I said, going back to, you know, they modified the workplace, put handrails in the bathrooms that's awesome done, to do that, mate. That that's exactly it. So they done all that stuff. Got the workplace relatively close to as safe as possible for me. Um, and then yeah, I just did the HACCP coordinator type of stuff. And then um, I was doing that for a bit. And my uncle ended up going and working somewhere else. And they're like, "Oh, look, you know, on his holidays, you were doing, um, you know, his role." And I was like, "Oh." And they're like, oh, would you be interested in doing it? And I was like, no, oh, I didn't really think about it. But I was yeah. like, oh, you know, I'll give it a go. Yeah. You know, I only, you know, know if I don't do or don't like it. So I was like, yep. yeah, too easy. So he, he was production supervisor and you also, you know, run all the trucks and all that type yep. of stuff with freight. So I was like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I'll just go and do that. And I was, I was enjoying it, but a bit of political crap started seeping in. and uh, Okay. I was starting to get fairly miserable there. Like I'd, yeah. I'd leave home at 3.30 in the morning and sometimes not get home till 7 o'clock at night. Yeah, that makes sense, mate. And then it's, you know, like a 45-minute trip each way. Yeah. And all it takes is one prang on the highway, shuts and it down. You, and you're back all over again. Yeah. And then I was noticing um, I was getting fairly fatigued and tired mm. and um, sometimes I'd just pull over on the side of the road and have a 10-minute nap just to recharge a bit and... All that, and then I locked horns with the boss over a certain thing, and I I wasn't really didn't really like the way I was talking to about it, and I was like, Yeah, okay. I called called to Nina Love and said, I'm fucking over this. Yeah, you know, I'm f- I'm fucking done. Yeah, and she's like, Hand it in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, look, I'll, I'll do it in the morning. I was like, I'll get today done. So I went back to the office and wrote my resignation up on the computer, <laughs> used their printer, their ink, their paper, yeah. their envelope, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. And 
I wouldn't say I'm petty, but I brought back everything the company ever bought me. Uniforms, mm. boots, pens, yep. pocket knife, everything. I brought it all back. Gave it all In back. In my work ute. Um, me main mates that were down there, I'd called them the night before and said, yeah, I'm handing it in. Yeah. Like, I'm done. So when I got there, they were all there and they're like, oh, do you want us to go get the boss? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, go grab him. The boss come in and he's like, oh, you've either hurt yourself or you're handing it in. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm like, yeah, good you on know, you. I, I've tried, you know, hard. Um, I was like, I've tried hard to, you know, do the role and, but it's just, just not working out. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I come back here out of respect because of the company stood by me through the crash, but I'm done. I, I'm like, I just can't do it no more. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm mentally and physically worn out. You yeah, know, I, I try my best and there's so much pushback. I was like, you know, yeah. and some people probably get the shits I say this, but the place is so in a groove that if you go against it, they go against you. Yeah. They, so, that's that's like anywhere but, mate. Yeah. That's not, that's not uncommon. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. Again, going back to, you know, I I did my best come back to the company but I just felt my time was done. I'm like, you know, yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I I come back to the company. I had my go, but I felt I'll just. There's a couple of things the way I look at it, mate. Can, and I'm only I'm only the person looking on the outside looking in. But you were literally giving a second chance at life. I mean, you could have easily lost your life at that point in that accident, and to go through all. The pain and the misery and the emotional roller coaster, and to come out the other side as a better person or more positive person, to go through it, endure what you had to do, and to get back to a point of living a life, and then to go to a job where it's fucking miserable. <laughs> I mean, that's to me, that's just like a fucking kick in the teeth. So, yeah. I think with what uh, Tanil, your wife, was saying, was to you know. I can let it go, go yeah. and do something else. I think that's just spot on, mate. Yeah, well, hundred percent. Like I threw it in, and then I just got right back into my physio. Started yep. doing all that, um, and then you know I was like, oh, well, I need something to generate a bit of money. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, you know, I'm not into this stock or trades or none of like, yeah, figure. yeah, yeah. What's that shit that kicked off? Figure uh, crypto, crypto, and all that <laughs> stuff. I was like, nah, you know that. I talked to a couple of financial advisors and, you know, different horses, different courses, you know, they have yes. their own preferences. Of things. course they do. And, yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, there was one person said, you know, invest in, back into your super because I did get my TPD, my total permanent disability. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that helped us out a bit. Yeah. And I was like, you know, contribute back to it. You know, that that's your oyster for when you get older, you know. So, which I have been doing, but I was like, you know, I want to try generate a bit of money just so we're sitting comfortable because, you know, money going out and none coming in, it doesn't doesn't really work out well. And it does, and it, it, it drains you not just financially but physically and mentally too because, yeah. you know, like you're watching and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, so. i got to do something. I did a fair bit of reading up about investments and all okay, that type yeah, of sure. stuff. So I ended up securing myself of um, commercial building in Rocky here. And yep. Um, it pays relatively well back. So, you know, I, I was living, paying myself a wage out of that. Yep. 
which which was good and we're sitting comfortable, but then just my mental side started and started to decrease and ended up packing some weight on and yep. then it you know, it, it was starting to create a bit of tension between me and the wife and As it does, you know, yep. it it just started spiraling out of control a yep. bit and so I ended up going and seeing a shrink and all that and they give you, you know, your little things to do to, you know, de-escalate yep. things and all that yep. type of stuff. Which and it well, worked? Yeah, it worked. But I still kept coming back to I was always down still. Like I was mm-hmm. I was never feeling great. I was always, you know, just feeling trashed. And so then I was like, you know, I wanted wanted to get back into the workforce, but I didn't want to go work for someone and then go, oh look, next week i got to have a couple of days off for a doctor's appointment yeah, and all that type of stuff because I know me, Pa, he'd kick me ass if I'd done that to any company because <laughs> he'd be like, oh, I told you better. But, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I was like, you know, so then I was thinking, you know, I feel at this point in my life I need to be a boss. I, I need something that can work well within my life because, you know, I have doctor's appointments that randomly, oh, not randomly, but short notice come up and you're like, fuck, you know, I've got to fly to Brisbane now. Yes, definitely, yeah. So it, it takes a bit and, you know, I was umming and ahhing and had a couple of friends say they had a couple of jobs and all that and I was like, oh, I don't want to go, I don't like work for friends or family because it never ends well. So like, I, I'm not going to entertain that. And I was like, oh, thanks for the offer, but I'm not not keen on that. So then, um, yeah, I'm on realestate.com and all that stuff every day, just looking at stuff and, and commercial.com and then business actually showed up and I read it up and I was like, oh, yeah, doesn't, doesn't sound too bad. And my mother-in-law, Shan, she's a wizard with numbers and my interpretation of shit is backwards compared to some people. Yeah. So I can read something and misinterpret it and think, what? oh, right. So she'd read things over and dumb it down for me and be like, oh, look, you know, this is what it means. And I go, oh, righty, oh, sweet. So we ended up coming across a windscreen ambulance. Um, yep. And looked into it, got the accountant to crush numbers and all that type of stuff and solicitors come in and do their part. And What about the actual job itself? Did did you think you're like I could do that, or you're yeah. like you know, or no, you're purely you're looking at the numbers side of it, or because there's two ways you can look yeah. at it. You go, oh, I'd, I'd love to work, but the numbers yeah. are shit, or you could have gone, oh, the numbers are good, but I don't know about the work. Um, or you're like, it's a good little happy medium. Yeah, I'd say more happy medium. Like I get out there and fit windscreens with the boys. Yeah, how do you but, find that? All right, oh, that's you don't mind? piece of piss. It's yeah. more the removing it. Like yeah. the boys, I'll get them to do all that type of stuff. If they need assistance, I come out. Yeah, sure. But yeah, so we ended up looking at it and talking to the current owners at that time. And they, I come in for a week and just yeah. looked at how the places ran and all that type of stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, it's not too bad. Like the way I looked at it as is car's always going to have windscreens. Rocky's always going to have shit roads. <laughs> yeah. So win, a- win-win situation. So I was like, <laughs> you know. That's a really good point. And I also just I was going to say that Rocky to your poon road shit yeah. too. Yeah, Absolutely so I was like, crap. you know, yeah. cars are forever going to have windscreen. So yeah. it, and I listened to an investor bloke and he's like, you need to find a business that's essential, yes. that's needed. Yes. And 
I listened to him about a few other things and like investments and all that type of stuff. And he makes a lot of sense to me. So I listened to him and, but yeah, he's like, you need to find a business that's needed. Yeah. And you know, you go from there. So I was like looking at it. I'm like, yeah, you know, cars always going to have windscreens and you know, all that. So I was like, oh, all righty. So going back to mm. going into the shop for a week with the old owners and I, I watched how things were done and I was like, oh, you know, it's not, not too bad. Like I'm like, I can eat, like, get along with it. Um, yeah. Start watching how the boys do it all and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, you know. Now I look, I look and also into like one-handed tools to do the stuff and everything. Yeah. I was like looking at how I could. Yeah, how you could adapt, adapt way, myself yeah, to it. Yeah. yeah, mold into it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, righty. Yeah. So looked into it and solicitors come back saying, oh, yeah, you know, everything seems yeah, above board. Yeah, checks out. Yeah. Accountant said, yeah, you know that there's money to be made in it. Yeah. You know, you go, you, you'll have to make it your own because you know the old owners had it their way. You'll have to do it your way. Yep. And I was like, yeah, rightio. So ended up saying, yeah, rightio, working out the ins and outs yep. and come to agreement. Got that all sorted, and then next thing, yeah, friggin' waist deep in it. Bloody, <laughs> sitting there going, "What the fuck have I got myself into?" Oh no way! There's been sometimes there that I go, "His fucking idea was this." Like, yeah. fuck me, like, because it it is a good business, and of course it would you be. know, it's a smart it, business. It's a it's an like you said, it's an essential business. It's something that there's every every mode of transport has it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> except for a motorbike, but even half motorbikes do. Yeah, that's you know? it. So I was like, "Oh shit, right here." Yeah. Yep. So. Got into that, but my biggest habit I've had to learn to get out of is answering numbers I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. personal phone, I was like, yeah, nah. But now that, you know, every number you don't know, that's possible money. So yes. you you got to overcome that bit of a, you yeah. know, obstruction that you have. But I've, I've adapted to it and, like, I do answer pretty much nearly every phone call I can receive. And if I do miss a call, I give them a call back. But yeah, it's, and also the fellas we got at the shop, they they're awesome. Like, yeah. Other thing that helps is they know what they're doing. Yeah. That makes my life a lot easier. Um, just because, like, I one of our boys, he him and his partner, they had a kid, and one of our other fellas, he ended up hurting his hand. So it was only me and the other fellow, and he's like, I was like, oh well, I'm going to jump in the van with you. So we're out there fitting windscreens and all that stuff, and. It had a truck booked in and I was looking at it and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> Shit. So looking at it and then we pulled the windscreen out and there was just rust around all the sills and I was just like, oh, righto. So then we're putting it up there because there's a rope in screen. We're like, oh, shit, righto. So I've got it up there. But then Josh is like, oh, I need to get in the cab. And I was like, fuck, I can't hold I'm one handed, mate. I can't do this. <laughs> So I'm holding there and then one of the fellas at the site was walking past like, oh, you, you could just hold on to that. He's like, yeah, yeah, mate, and come out and helped us and made light work of it for us. But oh, sweet. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those things like it's. What's the know. what's the worst car to fit a windscreen for? <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> say. Good, and that's a good question. I, I wouldn't say the worst windscreen to fit. Yeah. It'd be more because um, all the cars, like the newer cars in this day and age have 8S yeah, yeah, so that makes your, sense. Um, all your cameras and all yeah. that on your radar. So you, every, every time we remove that, we have to recalibrate it. 
Uh, so yeah, of course. Um, oh, what are they? Great walls. Yeah, great walls. Am- yeah, not Amorox. Yeah, great walls. They they are, they are just a headache in themselves. Like <laughs> you you can do everything to them, and you can do calibration. It comes back on. Yep, green ticked, all calibrated. Phone call a week later from the customer. Oh, it's showing lots on me dash. Oh. You get it back, and next thing, everything you do, it's just throwing faults straight back. Oh. So now when we do get them in, I'll say, oh, look, mate, there's a chance you're going to take this to a dealership because everything we try with it just doesn't, doesn't work. work. It, it always comes yep. back on us. So anything pre that is not too bad is pretty bit of an easy job. Yeah, all your, like, every, oh, not everyday cars, but you High um, volume cars like your Hiluxes, your Colorados, yeah. piece of work. Yeah, they're, okay, they're, they're sure. just easy. You can smash yeah. them out. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, Sangyongs and all that. They just <laughs> it's so wrong. Yeah, that that <laughs> that's the perfect name for it because yeah, just yeah, that's right. some. Yeah, yeah, Tesla. What about a Tesla? Uh, we refuse. That, <laughs> no, we, <laughs> yeah, we 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 don't even entertain it. Does anyone do that shit here? If they do, good on them because <laughs> no, it, it's yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, and that's the thing. Like I did have a customer call and go, "Oh, look, we've got Tesla here," and I was like, "Dealership." Yeah. No, just because sometimes you know you, you quote quote a price. And then sometimes going back on that great wall, like they paid for that car, but then next thing you'll spend another couple, three, four hours working on that car. You don't make yeah, no yeah, more yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just it. trying to recoup. Yeah. You're just trying to help out this stupid sensor for them or whatever yeah. the fuck and it is. Yeah, it, it just becomes more of a headache than it's really worth. Like I'm more than happy to have a go, but the thing is, we advise them like there's a possibility you Oof. have to go to the. Well, mate, I, to be honest with you, if that's the case, like you've got to you've got to draw a line somewhere. You got to go, fuck it. Look, it's not worth our time. Yeah, the amount of money that we might recuperate from it, or we might make from it, versus the potential headaches that we can have. Like, even, yeah, you know, even we have to, we even we have to deal with that sometimes. You know, there's just there's certain situations that have been put on us where we've gone, look, you know, like we might have a person that's passed away in town here. And they want to be buried out, whoop, whoop, you know, like somewhere like 14 hours west in the, mm-hmm. you know, and they're happy to pay whatever, you know, yep. but it's just like, geez, you know, Thinking. two staff yep. out that way, that far accommodation. But yep. like, don't get me wrong. I love taking a boy's trip, going out west. We make a night of it, you know, yep. like yep. we're going out there for funeral, but we'll make a good night of it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But they get even then you got to draw a line. And go, yes, look, you know, we, we'll pass it on to the next that, person. That's can it. Look after it. And like I, I don't want people to feel that we don't know what we're doing when yeah. we do. But it's just the headaches that come from it. And you're just like it's oh, really not enough. worth the time. You you end up wrapping up in it, and then for it to just you know you could drive down the road and it throws the same crap again. And of course, it's just yeah. How long have you had the business now for? Uh, three months. Three months. Yeah. So it's only very recent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, we are. Shit, I don't even know when settlement was, but but yeah, we're, I think we're just over three months now. Oh, wow. August. Oh, congratulations, mate. It's only fresh. Yeah, Four months. August, yeah. What's the most unique one you've already had? Um. Oh, unique. We've done. In, and uh, uh, this is in four months. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say there's really been... A unique one. There's been odd ones like 
we had a Land Rover split window. Really? A but, Land Rover? Yeah. And they're, they're ugly as, but, you know, personal <laughs> preference for them. But, um, yeah, it was just uh, – I'd wanted to go about doing the whole time. You're just like, oh, are you sure that's going to work that way? And yeah, ended up working out, but you're just like standing back looking like, I don't think that glass goes yeah. in there. But they wanted to put all the framework around it and all that. She, yeah. she worked works out pretty well, but you're just like, oh. And so, then – Yeah, so it was <laughs> Yeah. The good thing about it is there's a lot of variety. Yeah. Like – we can go from an old Suzuki Swift yeah. and then next thing we've got an Audi yeah. and all that type of stuff, which is pretty cool. Like you get a lot of variant. That's cool. That. Yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah, man. Like, and, and how you've been finding it? How you've been finding it? Cool? Yeah, like, it, I, I enjoy it. Um, yeah. The only thing we have to make sure because sometimes we'll go and pick a customer's car up or whatever if it were. Oh, you, um, have, to, you have to make sure it's like an auto or something? Yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. right. We, we had that actually. About that. Yeah. We actually had that um, this morning. We had a little workmate Hilux, and I was talking to the company. I was like, "Oh, is it auto or manual?" Like, "Oh, it's manual." I'm like, "Oh, radio." So I said, "Mackie, oh shit, we we got to run over and grab it." I was like, "I'll drive the Ute over, and you can drive it back." But yeah, it's it's one of those things. Yeah. Like, if you have to, because we do a lot of rental cars too, which they're ah, all they're okay, all yeah. autos. But um, yeah, running back and forth from them and bringing them back and getting them sorted. But yeah. I forget about that too. You'd have all that sort of work as well. You'd have yeah. all the rental game as well. We have rental cars. We have um, mine companies. Oh, We've got um, panel yeah. shops. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you know, there's a customer we go to every day and the boys go there, remove glass, fit glass, and it's a set time every day. They go up there. They Wow. Yeah. So And they'll, they're only up the road from us, so they'll – Bring a car down that needs to be scanned or calibrated, and we yep. do that and bring it back to them. And well, I know you guys do all of our vehicles. Like you got well if, prior to you even purchasing the business. I yep. don't think we've had a job in three months, have we? Yeah, but it, prior to yourself taking over the business, we was always windscreen ambulance using our using our stuff. So yeah. using all our vehicles. It 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 has a good reputation and yeah. just trying yeah, to yeah, up, upkeep it. Of course, the next yeah, thing. definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, the biggest thing is at the start, just working out the booking system yeah. just because at the start there, I was flogging a dead horse with the boys. Like yeah. I wasn't really working out times well and, you know, say a customer call, oh, I need a windscreen. Yeah, yeah, too easy. Book them in and then um, they'll go, oh, you know, that job's at Parkhurst but where it graced me before, you know, we got to drive. And I was like, yeah. oh, shit. But um, we've worked out a system now that seems to be working great for yeah. us. Like, as much as I'd love to do everyone's car all at once, yeah. Unfortunately, it ends up burning the boys out and all that. Type oh, of, of stuff. course, so, yeah, mate. Yeah, you've got that. So yeah, we just um do do as many as what we can fit in a day without you know going overboard. Yeah, that's smart. Um, Unfort just because you know. As much as I wish we could get everyone's car done as quick as possible for them, you know, it, it's not fair on the boys to be flat chat all the time. Of course, yeah. I mean, so, that's it, mate. you got to care. you your duty of care to your staff as yeah, well. And, and you yeah, want to keep a good relationship with them too. That's it. And, you know, the big thing with us is we're very family-orientated. That's so, cool. You know, yeah. the boys, 
you know, no, private matters, but they've come to us and we're like, yeah, you know, of course, you, yeah. You, you, you take care of what you need to do. If there's anything we can do, let us know because, mm. you know, you know, we, we don't want – and the biggest thing I've said to the boys is I don't want you re- regretting coming to work. I was like, yeah. you know, if there's an issue, talk to me, we'll resolve it. I was yeah. like, you know, I, if there's no such thing as a stupid question, you'll just get frowned upon on the question. That's right. But, um, yeah, so I can't tell what you're thinking – but if you're unhappy with something or something's going on in your life, shit, I can talk shit with the best of them. So you know, what with um with all that sort of stuff leading in, like, do you um what do you do for your own downtime, mate? Nowadays, because you know work's very busy, and you you know you you the guys would be very busy too. But yeah. when you do have the opportunity to have that downtime, what what do you do for yourself these days? What's your, what's your go to for a relaxing time or a hobby or all that sort of stuff? Well, we, we've recently, not recently, it's probably been a bit over a year now, but we bought a caravan. Yep. So we've got a few friends that have got vans too, so yep. we'll just hook up and piss off for a I bit. I literally just set mine up today down the beach. So we, yep. we uh, every year, we it's been a fa- sort of a bit of a family tradition on my wife's side where they, we every year at Christmas time, we take the caravan down and we used to bum their caravan for years. <laughs> we've yep. been doing it for about 15 15, 16, 17 years or something. And um, every year, four weeks over that Christie period, we drop the caravan in there and we just live out of it. And they got to the point where, you know, there's this little two, like, queen bed caravan with a little bench seat where they'd, and we'd fit, like, myself, my wife, kids, six, seven, eight. There's about 10 or 12 of us, like, <laughs> camping in this caravan outside, all around of it. So it wasn't until that sort of a couple of years ago, uh, two or three years ago, where we actually, uh, Christy and I actually like stuff it. Let's let's get our own caravan. Yep. So we end up splurging out. We've got a base station out back. So we've got the big, you know, big bit at the back. We yep. pull down, you can throw the bikes and stuff in it. All right, it's yep, all yep. twelve volt. It's twelve yep. volt twenty four, you know, twenty uh, two forty volt. So two forty, yeah. yeah. So you can do you know, off grid camping. You can do it's got, you know, it's got three tanks in it, solar power, water, uh, batteries, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Then you know connect the connect the power up and you can do normal normal caravanning and stuff. Yep. So and then you know it's got the I think it sleeps six, isn't it? It's it's a good caravan, mate, and we love it. So we've I yep. literally just set it up down there today, <laughs> ready yep. to go, and we'll have it down there till like that ninth or something of January. Park it no, up that's down a there. Good run. I've even I've even got I went and bought a little duo set for podcasts and stuff and sticking yep. it in the caravan so I can still keep doing the podcast yeah. over the Christie. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but no. uh, I love that whole aspect, mate. It's awesome. So good yeah. on you guys for doing that. So you guys got to do a bit of that stuff, eh? Is yeah, it? we've we've done a run up to Cairns. Uh, oh, that would have been cool. We've done a run down to Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, because there's probably about four of us. They've got caravans now. Um, I see a bit of a crew. Yeah, yeah. We um all hook up and I uh, was it probably just after I bought the company, we went went down and stayed at Harvey Bay and yeah, just it was off. No, it wasn't off grid actually. It was hooked up power, but um yeah, just easy living. Yeah, like we we've got the van set up to where the only thing we need to take out of it when we get back is our clothes and whatever That's food sick. and fruit. Yeah. Everything else just gets left, it's in, left there. in there. Yep. Um, but yeah, we we try to get away as much as possible um, because I was like, you know, I don't want to buy something 
at that value and then have it sit there. Oh, it's not cheap. It. No. It's not cheap. And that's like when we go out and buy expensive things, I'd say to them, oh, you know, don't charge me an arm and a leg. I only got one of each left. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you can use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah person you, can actually use that. Yeah, you see some people faces. I go, oh fucking! No, <laughs> I, I can say it. You can't. <laughs> and you, you, you do usually see the price go down relatively well. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. Like oh, yeah, they go, oh, I have to go talk to the boss, and they go talk to the boss, and the boss will come back, and they go, oh yeah, oh, we can do it for this price. And you're like, yeah, right, yeah, because I dropped a line about that line when we bought our caravan. Yeah, and they're oh. And then um, we tried doing a sale to a company in town here, but uh, didn't work. A bit arrogant. Yeah, yeah, fair um, enough. Yeah. So we ended up contacting the down south deal and said, oh, you know, told him our experience up here. And he's like, look, I'll do it for this price. I'll get set up, um, 12 months rego, all this for this price. And the price, I was like, oh, oh yeah, wow. Right, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, look, I, I just need to talk to the wife, you know. And they're like, yeah, yeah, too easy. So I end up talking to her and she's like, oh, you know, there's a lot of money out there. I was like, yeah, well, if we, you know, get five to ten uses a year out of it. And I was like, you know, it's money well spent. Bloody eye. And she's like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. So I end up pulling the trigger on it and getting it. And um, Brisbane made all made up uh, made all made up here um, on the deal. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. And then he kind of wrote us off when we were younger. Oh, because we're younger. Yeah, yeah. And all that type of stuff. So like, oh. Like, oh, like, we couldn't afford it in a way. And I was just like, oh, fucking, yeah, right here, whatever. Yeah. So, like I said, we talked to Brisbane. Brisbane's like, yep, this is what, what we're going to go. Yep. And I'm like, right, sweet, right, eh? So, and then when we got to the Rocky bike, he was opening the car door for us. Yeah. Sir, sir, ma'am, all this type of stuff. And, yeah, I was just like, oh, mate, I've already made my mind on you. You're not worth it. Yeah. But then um, back when we were down Gold Coast, we were driving along and we had this car. Saying, why do your window down? And I was like, oh, fuck, what do we yeah. do here? So I went the window down. He's like, oh, he's going to tighten up the road here. And I was like, oh, no, we're heading up to Sunshine Coast. He's like, oh, follow me. And I was like, oh, yeah. fucking, this feels a bit weird. Going. Yeah, yeah. So I followed him and he ended up pulling up in the Titan Caravan yard. And he's like, oh, your number plate's on the piss. I'd like to f- fix it up. And I was like, fuck, you pull me over for that? Yeah, right, yeah. And then... um. We were telling him where we're from, and he's like, "Oh, I do remember you, because you know, um, I done the deal. Must have been yourself on the phone." Oh, I'm like, oh, true yeah, shit, that's awesome. And he's like, "Oh, how, how have you found the van?" I was like, "Oh, been great." I was like, "You know, we we had these other couple little issues. We tried getting resolved in Rocky, but oh mate, didn't want to know about it." He's like, "Right, yeah, got his follower follow to come and repair a couple trims, replace." Um, they checked the bearings and all that stuff in the van. And I was like, all this over a number plate on the piss. Wow. And uh, threw in all like awning extensions and all extra shit for the van. Mm. And I was like, fucking, you know, all this for just a number plate on the piss. And I was like, you know, that type of stuff, I'd, I'll buy another one off them. Yeah, like, of course. You know. Just purely because of the hospitality, mate. And That's the way, exactly and it. The, and he genuinely wanted to make sure that you had yeah. a good experience with their product. And all the extras is like cost price, cost price, wow. everything. And, and I was just like, you know, if I kept my perspective of the company from Old Man Rocky here, I would never mm. have, you know, went through them. But then that one all over a number plate on the piss, I was like, fuck, I'll, I'll happily go back to them yeah. and buy again. And that's a little things that you you know, you want in a business is, you yeah. know, they see that and go, oh, well, that's our name on the side of that van. 
Of course, mate, hundred percent. And to be honest, I didn't even notice Dunplate was on the piss. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, right, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I noticed that, mate. <laughs> yeah, and, but yeah, no, he fixed everything up, and I was oh, like, that's oh, cool. Oh, sweet. Uh, so um, over the last twelve months, done a bit of traveling, have you? Or you yeah. probably be a bit hard, mate, with purchasing the the business. And um, we've gone away once since purchasing the business. Yeah, it makes we'd, sense. Yeah. We'd we'd already planned going away. Yeah, and then um, we're like, oh. Mum and Lord's like, oh, you know, it, it's fine, you know, you just can go and do that. And I was like, oh, righty. So we end up going away for the week and all that. And it was good. Yeah. But yeah, freaking my prosthetic leg, I have to send over to Germany to get serviced. I was going to ask that because it's it's quite a intricate device, mate. Yes. I must say, like, it, it it's pretty gnarly, like something like you'd see out of the Terminator. Yeah. It, it's. Yeah, Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty. Pretty crazy in what it does and all that. Um, yeah. Because, like I was saying, it has to go over to Germany to get serviced. So they send one from Germany over here. Wow. And every time we've been near Brisbane, we get a phone call to say, oh, it's back or uh, oh, it's in. Yeah. Because the year before, we were over at Fraser and we get, just got on the barge and I get a phone call. Oh, Your leg's shit. back. Oh, and we're like, fuck, we're three quarters of the way to Brisbane. Fuck it, we'll duck down. So he ducked down, grabbed it, and on the way back, there was a freaking hailstorm coming. Mm. So we're trying to find any of the motels on the highway if they had undercover park, and nowhere did. So we ended up back in Harvey Bay <laughs> that night. That night. So we got no further forward than where we were because oh. we got off the barge at Harvey Bay. So I was like, fuck, right. But we got undercover park and all that, so we got no damage out of that. But then... Going back to when we went down to Harvey Bay and stayed. One day we're there, I get Frankel, your leg's back. So I'm like, oh fuck, we'll, we'll make a day trip, run down, grab the leg, come back. And I was like, it always seems when we're very close to Brisbane, most, but most not at in, Brisbane, they call you and go, oh, it's in. You're like, oh, shit, the right. most inconvenient time that could ever be. And it's like, <laughs> you kind of have to take that trip down there of that course. day because you're like, if you go back up to Rocky, then you have to fly down and fly back and it, it just ends up costing too much freaking money. Oh, it makes perfect sense, mate. Yeah. The flights, because like I get last minute appointment, not really last minute, but they'll say, oh, yeah, we've got an appointment reserved for you at this time. You're like, oh, shit, you know, that's in two weeks. Look at the flights and they're freaking expensive. And, Premium. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, rightio. And, and that's like, um, <laughs> I know it's a safety thing with airports and all that, but like, you know, they, they pat me down like a drug dealer and... Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know, I feel everything, which I'm like, yeah. And I, I know the procedure and I'm like, oh, yeah, bang. Like, oh, you've done this a few times? Like, yeah, a few. And they do the swab test. And like, yeah, mate, you're all good to go. So I'm like, yep, sweet, right, yeah. Then they get you on the plane first and then they say, oh, in case of emergency, we just ask you to wait till everyone gets off. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. Fucking Jesus I'm, I'm pushing people over. Yeah, I'm out I'll of be, there. Yeah, I'll be fucking first out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't, don't discriminate <laughs> me because I'm crippled, mate. I'm, <laughs> yeah. fucking, I'll push. I've fucking walked on you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll push a granny over. I'm, I'm done. I'm getting the fuck out. I ain't waiting for the plane to crash before I get out or whatever. Yeah, fucking I. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I was like, you know, it's fu- pretty funny how fast something gets when, you know, the life's on the line. Yeah. But, yeah, and then like, you say, oh, you know, you had to exit row, 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 and I was like, yeah, nah, I ain't waiting. I'm, yeah, no, I'm that's true. Out. Bloody oath. No, uh, and, and so I could imagine, like, the prosthetic itself, uh, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be cheap. That would be very expensive, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but that's without including the surgery. But I can yeah. imagine that would, that prosthetic thing that would be. What was it? It was crazy. 180. Brand. Wow. Yeah. So it's um, Autobock Genium 3. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all um, computerized and everything. So Is it really? It, yeah, it actually comes with a remote. True. And um, well, the newer legs, it's an app on the phone, but um, this one, it gives you a little remote and you can go into settings and all that type of shit. And it's like um, basic mode, which is your walking everyday yeah. type of stuff. Then it's extended standing where it actually locks the knee and doesn't let the knee bend. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's, okay. There's a few settings I haven't thought about using, but there's cross-country skiing, <laughs> in, inline skating, table <laughs> tennis, cycling. I, I learnt cycling. <laughs> Fucking, I was at my physio and they had me on a cycle bike and I didn't know, but when you get off that bike, you got to change it into basic because there's no lock in the knee. <laughs> and I, I friggin' half-folded. I was like, oh, what the hell? So I was like, fuck, right, I want to go here. And then I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, change it back to basic mode so there's a bit of tension in the shit. knee. But yeah, no, I was like, oh, it scared the shit out of me that time. Wow, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. fucking hell. Well, that's it. I was saying, you know, I've had running settings. I'd be running freaking circles because <laughs> yeah. I couldn't keep up to it. <laughs> Doing lappies. Yeah, circles, Circle work. And that's what I said. I was like, I hope I never get put in a situation where I have to run fast and I don't think and I just run in a circle. Yeah. Like, shit, I was like, if I can... Look like you're freaking doing boot scooting boogie or something. It'd be like, you know, like you see those fake teeth and just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then the other thing with it is you got to also make sure you got it locked on properly. Okay. Which I haven't done it before, but I've felt it come a bit loose and I got shit because the leg, it um just, oh shit, they're just a couple bolt holes that hold it on. Yeah, sure. And um, yeah, if they're not tightened down properly, you can. Yeah. Yourself and put it, so put it's it it's actually so the joint that you've got in that's fused to the bone. Yeah, it's actually bolted in. That, um, that when you connect it, you clamp yeah, it down I, with bolts. I, I bolt the leg on, but at yeah. all times when I take the leg off, they're just a socket type of thing that hangs out me. Yeah, okay, that far, sure. and I just slide it over and yeah. yep. lock it on. And yeah, fair enough. We we've actually we had a, we had another guest on. Um, uh, Jason Mitchell from the Pirates, yeah. Pirates Tanish Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know Jason. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah he, He's he, a hard ass on his leg. Fuck me. From the from what, the way he was explaining it to me, yeah, shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he, treats, he, he, goes, treats, he goes hard. Yeah, on it. he gets every cent he's ever put into it back. Like <laughs> yeah. And then some. Yeah, shit, yeah. But, but yeah, no. Nah, um, I mean, yeah. um, that's a big, that's a, I suppose you can't put a price on the fact that you can walk. That's it, and the like with him is he's no different to what he was before. Yeah, you know he's still as cut as a snake. And, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, know, just, oh yeah. You know, yeah. rough. He's, he actually, I think I'm actually got him back on the podcast this week. He's actually come back on, believe it or not. He's oh, actually, right, eh? yeah, 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 catching up for some more yarns. Um, yeah, I'm sure he's got some more crazy ones. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, so and probably every story you've heard about him is true too. Yeah, so. <laughs> you, I've heard that too. <laughs> There's a couple I've been meaning to ask him. Yeah. Um. So, mate, with the with coming into Christmas time now, where you know this is what we're staring down the barrel of. Um. You've got you know you've got your work. Uh. You got your company there that you've that you've taken purchase of. Um. What's your plans over Christmas, mate? You just gonna relax, have a take the time off over the Christie break, or do you just plan on going away? What are you just doing? Oh. We want to take the van out. We haven't really decided where to take it. Um, we're going to shut the business down from the 24th to the 6th 
or eight, yeah. one of the two, whatever so that, the following Monday. Well they call is. it they call it the blur period. Yeah, so we're just, you know, the boys have deserved it and yeah. you know, as much as I'd like to you know, if people need a windscreen, you know, it's just one of those things. Like it's just, mate, everything in, shuts in, down over yeah. that period. There's not much you can do. No, and that's to be honest it. with you, people would just be getting pissed all the time, mate. I wouldn't be worried about it. So, yeah, you know, like it's, that's why they call it the blur period. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we're just going to take the time and just take it as it comes. Good on you, mate. Not, yeah. Not, we'll probably take the van out. We're just not too sure where or what. Yeah. Because everywhere's, everywhere's usually frigging booked out. And yeah. No. We like to kind of go to some places where you know you, you don't have to worry about the neighbor next to you or whatever you just do yeah yeah no, that's that's a good way to do it too yeah yeah shit yeah uh, we've it was cool man when we used to like about ten years ago it's a little bit different now you know people, they get a little bit more a bit more tight caravan parks a little bit more a bit yeah. more reserved these days back in the day mate it was fantastic you knew who you'd be parking next to yeah. every year it was going to be the same crew of people. Mm-hmm. In the end, like come New Year's time, mate, they used to run their own karaoke part at the back of the, in the public area at the back there. Yeah. You get all the people with vans, uh, go down there, get on the piss, sing songs, carry on. It was it was fantastic vibes, mate. Absolutely loved it. Nowadays, it's, uh, it's everyone's sort of moving on. The you know the the um, restricted to a bit more restricted. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, you know with us like. We got certain people we – oh, we got – I wouldn't say certain people, but we go camping with friends and that. Yeah. And we find the best sites. And then when you get given, oh, this is your site, we'll go and mark on that, oh, which ones are the better ones for next time you come. Ah, uh, yeah, that that's a good idea. Yeah, because, that's a good idea. Because then, you know, because there's – we stay at um Cool Waters. Yes. And uh, our friends have children. So we're like, oh, you know, there's a campsite straight across – now, if we, we get that corner spot, that's ideal because we can still sit at camp and watch kids yeah, and all that type of stuff. And, you know, we don't have to walk so far. You can go, oh, yeah, you can go and play on the playground or whatever with the kids. And it's you feel a lot more comfortable sitting there because, you know, caravan parks, as much as they're a very family-orientated place, you don't know who's there. That's exactly right, mate, 100%. You, know, you still don't know. No, that that's yeah. exactly it. So, you know... We're very cautious with that. Oh, of course you have to be, mate, 100%. You know, like uh, we do the same thing too. Yeah. Um, you know, it was cool back in the day too. Like the kids would run more freely through the, you know, through the caravan. You yep. could ride and skate and, you know, but they're like everything, mate, they're sort of clamping down and all that sort of stuff. They still keep a little bit of it. Yeah. You know, nothing nothing like it used to be. Nah, that that's it. And unfortunately that's just evolving things. Yeah. You know, it's just one of the things you either – keep up with or get left behind in a way. But, yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. I enjoy it. Thing that, it's a personal thing, but kids, that they're blunt to the point, like, oh, my God, he's look, missing arm and leg. And you see the parents like, oh, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, mum, look, look. And they're, they're like, yeah. oh, you shut up. And I, I, I just, yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, oh, eat all your vegetables. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's funny enough because I don't eat any vegetables. Yeah, yeah. Right, nah. What's your diet like? Shit. Nah, pit, seafood and eat it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, nah, fucking, I've. Because they say, you know, when you have a brain injury, it can alter your taste buds and yeah. all that type of stuff. But Do you reckon it did? Nah. Yeah, not, not to it, me. Or did it get better? No, it didn't get better. No, you get better. I, I, I've been a fussy kid since I was born. Oh, you've always been like, a fussy eater. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All the time. Like, 
I've had people try hide, um, and they'll know if they listen to this, I know who they are. Hide <laughs> mushrooms in food, <laughs> yeah. and I know, and I'll taste. I'm like, there's fucking mushrooms in this, and they're like, no, they're like, nah. And then I just feel crook straight yeah, away. Really? I, I just, I can't handle it. But they go, oh, it's in your head. I'm like, oh, it's in my taste buds, actually. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can taste the fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like you can yeah. disguise it in all the sauce you want, but I can yeah. still taste it. I know the texture, and it, I just never liked it. Yeah. And I used to say I was allergic to it just so people wouldn't fucking give it to me. Yeah. But then they've hidden in food, and I just, yep, no, nah, it's in there. Yeah. No, 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 can, no, you know, you can, you can, you can fucking feel it. Yeah, yeah and that, that's what the thing. hard thing was being in hospital too was because they only have certain foods yeah. to feed you, and you're just like, oh. Then the other thing I wanted to ask you um, is about phantom pains. I mean, you, con- oh, yeah. you, you constantly hear about it from, well, I you know, you hear, I constantly hear about uh, amputees having that. And yeah. you're the first dual amputee that I've ever spoken to. Do you, you know, what what is that experience like, mate? Do you do do it's, you have those phantom pains and that sort of stuff? What's that? What's the process like with that? I have it severe. Yeah. Like even right now, me pinky out pointer finger feels like it's being cut into. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I get I have it severe in the arm. Yeah. Like it, it's it's fucking next level. You can see why some people take other actions. Yeah. Sure. Because like um. I can't feel like where your elbow would be, but my forearm, because it was all fractured and fucking yeah. smashed up in the accident, I have a long, sharp pain across the front of the forearm, and it it's just there, and it, it fucking hurts. Wow. Um, and like I said, you know, my pointer finger feels like it's being cut into. Yeah. Side of my pinky feels like it's being cut into, but then also it feels like my hand's bent up like that and in a bucket of sand. Yeah, okay. And like you can... I can visually see it opening, but as soon as I take my mind off it, it goes back to how it was. Yeah, sure. And it's like that all the time. I've been on multiple things for it. I was on a, it's called a lignocaine drip. They run it through your through IV and it's down in pain management in Brisbane. And what they do is they pump it into your body as fast as possible. Like they have a doctor with you because you almost black out. Wow. They pump it into your body as fast as possible. And the reason for it is they, your nerve endings can roll up into little callous tumors. Yeah. Non-cancerous, but tumors. Tumors. They say when they go hard, that can cause nerve pain. So what they do is they pump it into your body at such a high speed is it, it attacks the ends and softens ah, it. Ah, okay. I've had it, but I got no relief out of it. Um, I've tried, it's called mirror block therapy, which is, you know, they put a mirror there. And you move your hand and you look over there and your brain's thinking that that's your left hand moving and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, no relief. Um, I got put on um, Lyrica uh, and it's uh, – I've heard some stories about it and I was like, oh, well, I don't have them side effects with it but because um, it's uh, amitriptyline, I think it's called. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Um, and I started on 15 milligrams, but if I was warned beforehand about the seriousness of it, I probably would have weaned off it, uh, not weaned off it, but not allowed myself to progress on with so much of it. Yeah. Because I started at 15 milligrams, 15 or 75, but I ended up at 300. And then it it's just, 
severe. Yeah, like fucking I'll take it. And the thing is I've got my body set at I take it at eight thirty in the morning, eight thirty at night, religiously, because if I take it either side of that, I'm in excruciating pain. Yeah, really? I ended up feeling that because um I take endone when needed, yeah. but I ended up feeling I was getting dependent on it like pretty mm-hmm. bad and I was chomping it down yeah. faster than I probably should have and and I'm lucky I'm the type of person I can notice it before it turns into an issue. So I just go, I'll wean off and I go, Because no, you could no easily get sucked oh, in that. Easy, yeah. And, I and just like go, you'd, you'd have the excuse too. Yeah. And, you know, it It just, yeah, I was just like, now when I want one, I just take half of one just because I'm like, I don't need the full shot because I was starting to wake up drowsy and not want to get out of bed. But yeah. The nerve pain side. And then I was also on medical marijuana for it. Yeah. I bloody... How'd you go with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was taking it when I was working down the Saldies. And because um, it was a little plunger needle and you'd turn it upside yep. down, pull it out and you got banged, smack it down. And then um, one day there, I was like, oh, there's only a little bit left in the bottom of the bottle. I just fucking swig it. Fucking lot more in there than I thought. <laughs> fucking bomb me. <laughs> fucking I was I was not good. And I was like, had one of the boys come in the office to get their paperwork for the day. And yeah. I said to him, oh, mate, I'm not fucking good. And he goes, oh, yep, and just walks out. I'm like, you fucker. I'm fucking not good here. <laughs> so I end up getting me boss's attention. I'm like, oh, I was like, look, I've got to go home. I'm not fucking right. And he's like, oh, you're right. I'm like, nah, I just fucking don't feel good. Eh? He's like, yeah. oh, you're right, go home. Didn't tell him what happened, but I just went home. Got home and I fucking saw on the counter as the raffers dotty cookie. Fuck man, that thing didn't stand a chance with me. It was gone. <laughs> fucking and I was I just laid in bed. My eyes are fucking red as hell. I was yeah. Fucking, I was like, right, eh? Well, not doing that again. But again, that that um, it got you stoned in a way, but never took the pain away. Yeah, it was okay. always there. So I was like, you know the. Unfortunately, if I get pulled over with it in my system, yeah, all that type of stuff, I was like, you know, nah, I, I don't really need it. So I was like, oh, right, yeah, well, you know, I've tried that too, but you know, I've nearly tried everything out there to really, of course, battle you it, and um, I've tried other medications, and like, oh, look, we got to wean you down off your Lyrica, and you know, start gradually up, up, up in that dosage. I'm like, oh well. We're up in that dosage is going to end up back at where my Lyrica is. Like, it's it's not a win-win. And I've tried neuropathic stuff. Like, um, I go to a um, massage lady, um, Rocky Massage, Chrissy. Yeah. Um, she um she does massage and, you know, as much as you can't see what's going on, she, like, continues on, like, on the left side and, you know, same movements, what she does with me right side. Yep. And that does relieve me quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I've kind of accepted the fact that it is what it is. Like, of course, I, I mate. Can't, yeah. I I don't want to be on Lyrica for the rest of my life because I've heard about the severe side effects people have had. Like yep. I've heard of a Sheila um, burning herself because yeah. she was having that bad of side effects on it or coming off it. Um, but I was just like, you know, um, I don't want to be dependent on it, which, you know, it does make my life that little bit easier. But. I don't want to be, you know, needing to live off it. Yeah. But yeah. No, that's, um, mate, that's, I mean, at least you're subconsciously aware of that stuff, you know, yeah. that you know that that's, 
I've we've had a good friend get hooked on certain drug yeah. and wreck their life. Yeah. They've rebuilt. Yeah. And we're the most proudest of this person for rebuilding yep. their life to as great as they've made it. But going from the person they were to that and like we saw this person in the street and we didn't even recognize them. We're like, fuck is that? Wow. And then they've gone through, they've done the hard time. Yep. Come out on the other side and just excel in life. And it's like fucking not very many people have the, you know, courage or strength or whatever to do that. I am a, you know, I do believe a lot of things are a choice in a way. Yeah. Like I know different horses, different courses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's all the willpower too. Like that, that's the other thing. Like, Of course it is. Man. Going yeah. back to how we were talking about before, you know, I could have just accepted life to be the way it was and just stay in the groove and, yep. you know, do nothing but, you know, go against the groove and, you know, better your life to as good as you can possibly make it and just keep going. Mate, that's the, be- that's the best thing I could take away from this, mate. You're the perfect example of it. You've gone through one of a traumatic um, experience that not many people have ever gone through, something like that. It's very rare. Um, and then to overcome and adapt what you've done to move forward, uh, to come out the other side looking positive, Moving forward in all that sort of stuff now where you are, I mean, look, I mean, and to really be at a point where you're still um, wanting to improve yourself, make yourself better, you know, get off, you know, not get off, but like (laughs) manage, you know, like personal. (laughs) I mean, I mean, like get off the medication, you know, like you want to, you're you're conscious of it. Yeah, you're constantly striving to better yourself. Yeah, Um, mate, you're the perfect poster boy for for an example of motivation and moving forward. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's really cool to hear. Yeah, I have been asked to come and talk to. I could imagine um, you would be. When I first was getting out of hospital, I had a shit lady come up and see me and go, oh, look, you know, um, we'd like you to come be a spokesperson to like a drink driving class to yeah. kids. And I was like, mine isn't drink driving. So I kind of felt like it wasn't my place to really say anything because I'm like, oh, this could happen. But this wasn't caused because of drink, even the drink and drug it wasn't. Yeah, it was fatigue. It, yeah, that there wasn't really nothing tying it to drink driving. So I was like, oh, you know. Now nah, I'm I'm right. I did get asked by the RACQ um, helicopter mm-hmm. all thing to come and um, talk to them. Well, be a spokesperson for the yep. ball, but um, that's when like COVID kicked off. Yeah, yeah so okay. that it ended up not going through. But you know, after I got out of hospital, I made a donation to the RACQ rescue helicopter. That's really cool, you mate. Because you know, I, I feel a lot of people should because you. You never know when you're going to need it till you need it and, you know, that type of service and even the Royal Flying Doctors too, you don't know how valuable they are until you actually need, need it because, them. like, um, the helicopter bringing me back to the base and then the Royal Flying Doctor flying me to Brisbane and then even the Royal Flying Doctor flying me back. And it's actually pretty crazy was one of the medical team that was on the plane flying me back was actually in the flight me down wow so they actually get to see me kind of do the whole 180 yeah and coming back yeah um and that was the same with um 
I had to go into theatre to bloody – oh, they threw a camera at my pecker and I was like, oh, yeah. fuck. And actually when I was on theatre on the bed, um, one of the theatre people said, oh, fucking I worked on you the night you come and you True and shit. And they're like, that, this is pretty fucking awesome because don't, we don't get to see this. Like they We don't get, get to, to see, see the people coming back and how, you know, that they actually survived because the last thing they got told was they don't think I was going to make it. Well, and I mean, they would have seen the, the state at which you were at that point. Yeah. They were, and to be honest with you, they probably were going, this guy's not going to make it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking, you know, that's pretty crazy because even like one time, Tanil and I were in the shopping centre down in Brisbane and I was in my wheelchair. And actually one of the nurses that took care of me in um, ICU actually come up and seen us and was like, oh, fuck, wow. you know. And I was like, oh, that's. That's pretty crazy. That's cool, bro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah shit, yeah. And then even, um, what was it? Uh, I forget her name. I remember her face every time I see her, but she was a nurse that actually held, I think it might have been me, arm or me leg. She held it up for hours just while they're trying to stabilize me. And, yeah, sure. Um, it was actually quite traumatic for her. Ah, um, uh, I can and, imagine. And yeah. um, it was what. One of the reasons, one of many reasons for her to actually give it away. Cause she, oh, okay, she, sure. It, it was yeah, too much, too much for, her. for her. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, you know, if, you know, someone that sees stuff a lot for them to turn around and go, oh, look, this is, yeah, this is the next level. You know, you know, that's pretty severe. Oh, shit, yeah, mate. 100%. And like, you know, you can see the, the emotional strain that those nurses and staff would be going through. You know, oh, shit, like, yeah. Imagine some of those scenes that they see, if you're one example of it, imagine what they might see for the month. Yeah. You know, all kinds of stuff. That That's exactly it. And not, not to take away your experience. Oh, no. Like, I'm oh. sure, you know, it's probably right up there. But, oh. you know, if you're one of, you know, how many times are they going through yeah. that ex- traumatic experience, seeing people go through that shit? My other thing is, you know, people downplay their injury type of thing. Like, oh, I remember when... You know, I went to hospital, but it was only because I broke my leg. It's like, yeah, but it's still traumatic for you, just because. That's right. Like, I don't, I don't really like people downplaying how serious one of their incidents were because mine's like this. It's like, no, no, it's obviously a lot for you. So you know, it's well. At yeah. that time, it was the most traumatic thing that they've ever gone through in their life. That that's exactly it. So, because like I said, as much as mine is severe, you know, each person it's a lot for them. Yeah. For certain different reasons, you oh, know, of they, course, mate. Yeah. They could have a minute reason, or they could have like extravagant. Like it's, it's just course. one of those things. But yeah, I, I don't put mine on a like thing that oh, mine's mine severe. And mine yeah, I mean that, that's just uh, yeah, and, yeah, and you're being humble. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's exactly enough. it. Yeah. And totally understand you know, that, mate. And that's yeah, like I said, you know, just as much as mine is severe as it yeah. was, you know, it's but um, it's been. It's been unbelievable, mate, just hearing some of those stories. Uh, the experience that you went through, uh, it's unbelievable. Like, And uh, so here we are sitting down having a conversation, mate, you know, looking down the barrel. It's been eight years since the event. Um, it's just a credit to who you are as a person, mate. So I'm, I'm honoured that you came on and had a chat to us today, mate. I really appreciate it, brother. I really no, do. Thanks for reaching out. Uh, mate, yeah, no, it was my pleasure. I uh, And it was – and also shout out to – I want to give a shout out to Murph as well. Yeah. Murph pretty much reassured it. I did have intentions of sending something to you, but it was Murph who actually 
sort of pulled me over the line. He gave me yep. a call the other day and said, you know, you need to have on, you need to have on Dane. Because <laughs> that, that's like, shout out to the boys at Ink City. Yeah, um, which you've got a fair bit of it there. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a very neuropathic thing for me. Is it really? That's like, cool, um, It's given people, well, in my mindset, it's given people other reasons to look at me than for what yeah. I'm missing. Oh, that's and a cool it, way to look at it. And that's it and like. I've kind of gone extreme on the tattoos and all that type You're of covered. stuff. You're covered. Yeah, but like, like I said, I won't do my neck or my face or my hand yeah. or none of that type of stuff. But I've, you know, knocked all this in the last friggin' five, six years. Yeah. And the other good thing there is their banter is a lot like me old workplace. And, you know, I'm, yep. I'm good mates with Murph and Diz yep. and Grego and all that. And even, you know, their partners and all that I get along yep. with well there and. It's just a wholesome place to be at and, you know, other benefit is they do awesome tattoos. Shout out to Dizzy for the, the, um, for yeah. the tattoos he's doing, mate. They're, they're mad too. They look great. Yeah. Um, and his missus too. She's got that Carnation Candles. Yes, Beck. Yep. Yeah, she Beck. has Carnation Candles. She's yeah, they got some – oh, it looks great, that stuff. I mean, I actually oh. – uh, next next um, next markets they do, I'm going to get some get some of that stuff because my wife's right into candles. She yeah. loves that stuff. She gets all the scented candles. And every time I – Look at her Instagram. I was thinking, oh man, that looked cool. <laughs> oh, well, you could go into me wife's uh, salon. Wife and her sister have sister and co. Sister they, and they, co, is it? Yep, they they're stockists. Yep. Of oh, the they. Candles oh, cool. There. I'll yeah, go and get some of that. Yeah, yeah no, they. Well, for they sure. Got that, but yeah, no, Beck, she's she's doing well with it. And yeah, it's awesome. It look, it looks awesome. Is that? There's a little bit of like an ASMR experience where you're watching it cutting it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's <laughs> yeah, it. You watch, you watch like, how it's done. You're like, oh, like, oh, oh, shit, that's actually kind of cool to watch. Get your half keen to start doing candles yourself. <laughs> yeah, like, that's awesome. No, nah, mate, they got a, they obviously got a good bunch of crew out there, mate. Uh, yeah. Murph's hit me up to go and do a bit of training there. I've got a fight night coming up in um, uh, April. Yeah. And uh, he said to come do a bit of boxing there. So the boys yeah. are into that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, cool. They got a cool crew over there. Yeah, Reading City, mate. Yeah, no, they're all, all oh, awesome. I can and see why you'd want to just hang out there. Yeah, well, I get along with Murph's old boy too. Every yeah. time I get there, I'm stuck there for about 15, 20 minutes talking <laughs> to him. Just and then even like when his brother Paul pops in, I get along well yeah. with him too. Yeah, he's a, he's a legend. Yeah. Yeah, no, bloody just. Oh, like I said, I can talk shit with the best of them. So yeah, and my my. Some of the shit comes out of my mouth. Some people go, what the fuck? Like, that? that's fucking crazy. <laughs> but I, I'm just freaking raw, like, just. But it is it is uh, therapeutic the way that you, just even just being there. Yeah. It's good for the soul. Well, that's it. And, you know, some people look at me when, you know, I'll tell Gregor, shut the fuck up and feel like, <laughs> like he does a customer and he's talking to him like that. And But Gregor and I, we have love-hate relationship. We take the piss out of each other every chance we get. And I remember I've, I first met him back in the, Days at the skate park when I used to ride oh, BMX, right, eh? yeah, back in the day, years ago. <laughs> That's a long time ago now. Yeah, but uh, no, they're all good boys there, mate. Uh, legends. Um, but uh, mate, I wanted to give you so every guest that comes on, uh, we give them a nameplate. Oh right. So you get your own nameplate, mate. Same nameplate that would go on a coffin. Oh. So that you've been on the dead ass so, podcast. So, so I get ready for it. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's one. Yeah, you, know, you can. I'd, I'm not trying to preempt anything for anyone, but <laughs> you can just say, you know, you can at least when the day comes that we do all inevitably have yeah. our own funeral, uh, you can say, look, mate, I've already got my own. So, yeah, yeah, I've come prepared. So that's it there. It's got your name on there, mate, and they oh. engrave it, a bit of old English. 
Awesome. Coins, thank you very much. Just to say that you've been a guest on the Dead Ass Podcast, mate. So awesome. Thank you very much, mate. I appreciate oh. it. It's been an absolute um, honor to have you on, mate, and share your experience, um, share the journey that you've been on, too, mate. Yeah. Unreal. So it's never ending. No, and I can imagine <laughs> it'll, it'll be one of those scenarios that will never end either, mate. You know, yeah. it'll be All- constantly adapting and overcoming. Always something happening. Yeah, brother. Mate, thank you very much. Uh, Take care, my friend. And thanks to all the listeners who have been tuning in. And we'll catch you on the next one. Awesome. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, brother. See you, mate. See you, mate. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.